The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Listen to Matt Slick Live. Let's see, it's uh, uh, November 2nd. I was off for a couple of days because I was helping out another ministry, um, ABN Sat TV, and they broadcast out all over the world on a satellite network system, and uh, we were talking about the necessity of, uh, of the Christians um, voting and stuff like that. And politics and the spiritual state of our world in the United States. It was an interesting discussion. I'll be on again Friday. So uh, Luke will do the show again Friday, Lord willing. But today and tomorrow I'm here. And then next week back to normal. All right. Woo. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 8772072276. You can give me a call. We can talk. And uh, we got one call waiting already, so might as well jump in. Let's get to, let's see, William from North Carolina. Will, welcome. You are on the air. Thank you, Matt Slick. My question sure. is from Matthew, I mean, from uh, John chapter 2, when Jesus turns the water into the wine. My question is this Why did he choose to, why do you think he chose to use the stone? Um, containers rather than the ones the people brought to the party because they were going to be used for a ceremony uh they were uh there for one of the feasts and have water in them plus there's six of them and uh god created the earth in six days now colossians 1 uh 15 16 17 talks about uh, jesus being the creator and it also says in John 1, verses 1 through 3, uh, through 4, 5 range, it talks about Jesus uh, is the one through whom all things came into existence. So this is his first miracle. Notice it's on the third day, which is interesting, at a wedding, which is further interesting. And then that's when he, he uh, does his miracles out of six gallons, uh, or six days, It's excuse me, and... Um, Represented the six days of creation, his sovereignty, and who he was. Okay. Do, do you think that that re- represents the wine, the Holy Spirit? No, because that would mean he'd be creating the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit is there and was oh. anointed him at his baptism. But the issue here, a lot of people will ask, is the wine really fermented? Is it really wine or just grape juice? No, it was real wine. It wasn't grape juice. It was no, I, I, I believe totally it was real wine. Um, I think it was meant to restore the joy to the party or the wedding. Sure. And uh, I have—I know a lot of people have trouble with the wine part, but yeah, well, they should have trouble with it. There's not that, you know they get a little. Yeah, I, I agree. Uppity, they get uppity about it, but you know uh, Proverbs thirty-one six. I'm going to read it to you. This is what the Bible says. Uh, Give strong drink to him who's perishing, and wine to him whose life is bitter. Uh, that's what the Bible says to do. So, that's scripture. People are like, what? That would never happen. Jesus, the blonde haired blonde Caucasian surfer dude, he'd never make real alcohol. Yeah. No, I, I and, and then the, the groomsman or the uh, master of the feast says it's the best right. wine he's ever had. So, 
Yep. Um, obviously, it was good stuff. So, all right, just wanted to to get into that. My whole thought was that he didn't want to use the uh, vessels that they had brought with him for a couple of reasons. One, he didn't want anyone to misunderstand that he actually made the wine out of water. Uh, you know, there could have been some residual wine in those containers. Yeah, that's a good, and, good point. And uh, also that those were made out of dirt, whereas these other ones were for purification. So they were already, right. quote-unquote, pure. Yep, that's right. That's right. Okay. Awesome, Matt. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Well, God bless. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, three open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Jason from, uh, let's see, Arizona, I think. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. I was realizing that um, since we are not born of God by a decision of our will, but it's God who causes us to be regenerated, Yes. Um, and that in Romans chapter 9, he made us vessels of mercy prepared beforehand for glory, that I came to the conclusion that ultimately our eternal destiny must be determined by God. That's correct. Very good. Basically. And that's a hard pill for everyone I know to swallow, but I'm accepting it. Why are you accepting it? Because it's what the Word of God says. See, now that's the right attitude. That's what it says, and that's what it says. And um, that is what it says. And when I first heard about it, I said, no, my salvation was up to my goodness, my ability, my awareness, my decision. And then I found out that that wasn't biblical. And I still, let's uh, say, discuss it with people who say, no, it's all up to me and my wisdom and my choice. And uh, try and show them from Scripture is not the case. But I'm glad that you are affirming it. The biblical truth. Well, uh, in a way, doesn't it take a big burden off our back knowing that it, it's not our works that are going to secure it? Yes. Because if we, you know, let me, a lot of people are not sure what we're saying. So let me give some background information for this. Uh, God works all things after the counsel of his will, Ephesians 1.11. He grants that we have faith. That's uh, Philippians 1.29. The faith that he grants to us is in Christ. That's John 6.29. We're caused to be born again, 1 Peter 1.3. We're born again not of our own will, but the will of God, John 1.13. We have to be granted to be able to come to Christ, John 6.65. The unbeliever is a slave of sin, Romans six fourteen through 20. He does no good, Romans 3, 10, 11, and 12. He uh, doesn't seek for God, Romans 3, 10, 11, and 12 also. He's dead in his sins, Ephesians 2, uh, 1, and by nature, child of wrath, Ephesians 2, 3, and cannot receive spiritual things, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. So uh, this is what the scriptures teach. And once I learned all of these, I was like, oh, you know, that's what it says. And I heard a, a comment from somebody he said, uh, I'm glad that God predestined me from the foundation of the world because if he look at me now, he wouldn't pick me. And what we're saying there is, yeah, God is a sovereign king and all things work after the counsel of his will. But too many people like to say that, no, it's up to my will, my ability, my wisdom, my goodness to be able to make these decisions. And that's not the case. So uh, it's unfortunate, but that's what people believe. And... Um, 
Anyway, I'm glad that you hold on the biblical position. Yeah, well, in John one thirteen, you know, he said it's not by our will. I don't know how anyone can conclude we're saved by our will when he said it's not by our will. Yep, I'm with you. Anyway, thank you, Matt. I won't hold you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, Matt. God bless. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. All right. God bless. All right. If you want to give me a call, we have three open lines or four open lines, 877-207-2276. All right. Let's get to Dave from North Carolina. Dave, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Honor talking to you. Hey. Nice talking to you. I'm, uh, I-, I listen to you every day on the way home, and not too long ago, I... Um, I heard you say that you were having a debate with uh, with a Muslim, and yes. I never did was able to catch that, and I didn't hear anything, you know, after you had the debate on how it went, and uh, well, I was wondering if you could uh, tell a little bit about that. We had to postpone it, um, and the it's, it'll happen Tuesday, the eighth, uh, voting day, and uh, so next week on Tuesday, yeah, and so it'll be in the evening. Uh, but what happened was uh, my wife. Uh, had a procedure done, and uh, because you know, I'd tell people she has a lot of medical issues, and she had a procedure done. And let's just say that that day was not a real good day for her, and uh, I was up quite a bit, and um, didn't, didn't get much sleep. And the next day, uh, she had a, an, another little bit of an episode, and look at the details. And so that wiped that day out somewhat, and it took a day or two to recover, and I just wasn't uh, up to it. I canceled uh, several things that week, and we postponed it uh, uh, for a week. That's all. Well, okay. well gosh, I, I I hate to, to uh, bring up bad memories. I, I apologize, no, man. Right. No, it's all right. It's all right. She's doing better. Uh, she has, uh, you know, I've told people over the years, she has one of the rarest connective tissue disorders in the world called Luis Dietz. Mm. It's like Marfan's on steroids. And a lot of people know what Marfan syndrome is, but hers is much worse. And so she has osteoporosis, and uh, she doesn't let me talk about this very much, but she has osteoporosis, and so they had to go through a procedure to help her uh, bone strengthen so they don't break because it's worse. Her density is worse than a 100-year-old woman. Yeah, My. So. Well, when will, will it be televised on uh, on any networks on the yes. on yeah, I'll put the uh, the link up on uh, the calendar, karm.org forward slash calendar. Put it up there, and you guys oh, can, can okay. watch. It's with a Muslim guy, and uh, we'll see how it goes. It's on, is the Trinity necessary for existence? Okay. Right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. All right. All right, then. You have a good evening, and I'll say you a too. prayer for your wife. Thanks. And uh, she has another problem called stupidest husbandus. So she needs a lot of prayer for that, too. <laughs> I understand that. All right, you have a good night. <laughs> okay, man. All right, God bless, buddy. Okay. All right, let's see. Debate with the Muslim. Okay, we got that one. Now let's, oh, we got three open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get to Rick from North Carolina. Rick, welcome. You're on the air. Rick. I hit the button. Rick from North Carolina. We'll give you another few seconds here. He's probably panicking, trying to get his phone to work. There you go. 
Uh, first off, uh, two questions. The woman who was caught in adultery, yeah. when Jesus bent down to write on the ground, do you think, in your opinion, he was he was right down in the hands of the men that was already there? Well, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but uh, I think it's... Oh, where is it? Uh, there's a... I think I thought it was in ver- It's been a long time. Let's see. Uh, there's, I'm looking for a verse in the Old Testament where God says that He will write down their iniquities. And okay. uh, so I'm trying to find it uh, while I'm looking here. Uh, and so some people think that what He was doing was reflecting that. I forgot where the verse. Right, you know, was writing down, writing down the iniquities of the people that were there. Right. I got you. All right, this is amazing. I want your opinion on this. I was riding up the street the other day, and I saw it was a a new church, and it says, Christ is King Catholic Church. I about run off the road. Tell me what you think that means. Well, it means, hopefully, that they recognize that the King Lord Jesus is the supreme one, not their pope. So hopefully that's uh, that's the issue. Okay. Now, have no, you heard that before within the Catholic religion? No, generally, no. They don't. They don't uh, promote Christ. They promote Mary and uh, things like that. Hey, hold on. We got a break, okay, buddy? Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Uh, we have one open line: eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Okay, Rick from North Carolina. Hello. Still there? Yep. Yes, I'm here. All right. So where were we? Uh, Catholic Church and okay. all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that I read. We're going to sign and Christ is King, Catholic Church. Now, I know the Catholics pray and, and believe in uh, Mary, uh, uh, Mary, but have you ever heard of Catholics converting to Jesus Christ? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot of Catholics convert to Christ and put him first. Okay. And then they end up leaving Catholicism. Uh, I have a book uh, from written where 50 priests uh, came to Christ and they wrote their testimonies and what happened. So, yeah, it happens a, a lot. The Catholic Church is the greatest source of, of uh, from right, it used to be this way 20 years ago, don't know what it is now, um, uh, that the greatest source of, of the cults, you know, they, they would, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, oh, okay. Mormons, yeah. So, so, so if they convert, if the Catholic, if those Catholics converted and left Catholicism uh, to become born-again Christians, then they can't call themselves, the church should not be called Catholic Church then, right? In the Roman Catholic sense, that's correct. Okay, so okay, I got it. yeah, yeah, uh, because you know, Roman Catholic just means um, uh, it's Catholic means means universal, and Roman Catholic became known as the Universal True Church of Rome, and so I got you. Uh, the Roman Catholic, but Catholic just means um, 
a universal. So we're all part of the Catholic okay. Church as it means universal, but we're not part of the Roman Catholic Church, which is a, is a false church. Okay, one more quick opinion. Now, I know you said you're having this conversation with a guy who's Muslim. I got new neighbors, I mean, like within 12 foot apart, that are Muslim, and they are very, very nice. They're older couple. But now, with, with the Muslim religion, it goes all the way back to the New Testament, right? No. The Muslim religion was started by Muhammad in the 600s. And, um, 600 AD? Yes. Yeah, there were heresies okay. floating around in the area, and apparently he uh, wrote them into the Quran. Uh, you know, it says, uh, don't say Allah is three, there's only one Allah, for example. And they'll say that it, what it means is, it, it, Muslims, they'll stretch things to try and make uh, the Quran fit and make it true. But, um, you know, but the Quran is not. So, there's lots of. I can, so you're telling me, so you're telling me that in the Old Testament, the Egyptians were not Muslims? No, of course not. Okay. Well, I, I'm I know you would know. Okay. Yeah, they were not Muslims. Yeah, but uh, okay. the Muslims, like I say, Abraham was a Muslim, Jesus was a Muslim, and uh, they don't realize the, uh, how sinful they are in saying such things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Matt. And 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 like the other gentleman, I will definitely keep your wife and you in prayer. Well, we both need it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, brother. All right, enjoy. All right. Thank you. All right, Rick. All right, let's see. Next longest waiting is Jeanette, I guess, or Janet from North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Yes, Janet. Um, thank Hi. you. Um, mm -hmm. I have a question. I wanted to know how free will and predestination coexist together in, in harmony, I guess you could say. Sure. Uh, free will is the ability to make choices that are not forced on you. Uh, but are just consistent with what you are. So some people say, well, God, your free will and God's predestination aren't compatible. And of course they are. I mean, whoever says that is just doesn't know what they're talking about. Because the Bible says God works all things after the counsel of his will, Ephesians 1, 11. So if they want to say that they have free will independent of God, well, then that would be idolatry. But even if they have that view, I, I'm going to ask them, does, it, does your free will choices work in the sovereignty of God? They have to say yes. Well, then what's the problem? Now, here's the illustration that I give to people. I say, I can cause you to do what I want you to do when I want you to do it, and you still have your free will. And people say, no, you can't. Hmm. I say, yes, I can. Let me show you. I say, let's say you and I are at a, a, a restaurant, and we're having a cup of coffee talking about something. And to my right, to your left, is a window to the outside. And what I want to do is cause you to look out the window in 15 seconds because that's when I decide right so when that time is there I just look out the window point and I say what the heck is that and you look I caused you to look but I'm what's called the proximate cause not the efficient cause the proximate cause means I put the circumstances there and brought it to bear and yet you're the one who chose to do what you wanted to do according to your own freedom. I didn't make you do it by forcing you. Like, sit next to you, take your head in my hands and turn it and, and then uh, force your eyelids open. Okay? That's not what happened. You chose to. So, it's a basic uh, illustration, but it demonstrates that uh, God can bring circumstances to bear by which His will is accomplished with your free will. 
And so both are compatible with his sovereignty. Okay? Hmm. And so that, that's the same thing for salvation in terms of if we accept Christ of our own free will, but God mm-hmm. also predestined that as well? Yep. So what happens is the unbeliever is a slave of sin and cannot receive other things of God for their foolishness to him. 1 Corinthians 2.14. So what happens is God regenerates a person. And then they freely choose God because of their generative work. He, in this, he grants that they believe, Philippians 1.29. And it says, to you it has been granted. It has or has been granted is what's called the payer, pay, excuse me, the heiress passive indicative. That means that hmm. past tense and you received, you were passive, you received the action of the act of God granting to you that you do the believing. So it's this weird kind of thing where God grants mm-hmm. to you that you believe, but you do the believing. Okay. Huh. Okay. I, I have to kind of mill on that a little bit. It just seems so, it seems contradictory, but you're saying it's really a, a harmonious relationship. Yeah. It's not contradictory because yeah. nothing in the logic states that one cannot exist with the other. Just as my illustration okay. of looking, looking out the window. Uh, I can bring you to do what I want you to do when I want you to do it without violating your free will. And God can certainly work those things even more so. But the Bible says also, he moves the heart of the king where he wishes it to go, Proverbs 21.1. We don't know how it all works. He doesn't reveal it to us. But we know that is the case. And so even Jesus says in John 6.65, you can't come to me unless, unless it's been granted to you from the Father. Yeah, that, that's it. That's what the scriptures say. People say, no, it's all up to me. Me, me, me. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, no. it's not wow. to your wisdom yep. and your ability. It's up to God's uh, decrees. Well, that's unfair. God wants everyone to be saved. Well, then we can talk about that one as well, what the context is and, and stuff. Okay? Wow. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Matt. You're welcome so much, Janet. All right, God bless. Have a good evening. Uh-huh. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Okay, three open lines, 877-207-2276. Let's get to John from Virginia. John, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Thanks. I don't get to listen to your show very often, but I am tonight, so I'm thankful for that. Appreciate it. Good. (laughs) Okay. I was on hold listening to one of your advertisements. Uh Uh-oh. We we got a break. I'm sorry, brother. We got a break, Okay. Okay. So we okay. hold on because what you the topic is sounds interesting. So we write back, folks, after these messages. Three open lines eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. All right, let's get back on. Okay, yeah, here we go. John from Virginia. (laughs) Sorry about that, John. All right, brother, what do you got? Yeah, I appreciate your show and listening uh, to you. I don't get a chance very often to hear you. So, Uh, But this is not the original reason I called, but I was just curious, two things. Is Matt Slick your real name? Because it's kind of a really cool name. Yes, uh, Yes, it is my real name. It's on my birth certificate. Yeah, birth (laughs) certificate, driver's license, passport. (laughs) I'm born with it. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, And then 
I heard one of your advertisers saying 40% of Christians didn't vote in the last election. That's astounding. I did not know that. Um, so the original reason I called was about, you know, I'm sure you get peppered with all kinds of odd and creative and peculiar questions. And I was wondering if you could share with us maybe some of the most peculiar or odd questions you've ever gotten before. And I can hang up and listen. Well, I, I don't know how to answer it because... Um, I've gotten so many questions. I've been doing radio almost 18 years. There we go. But doing radio almost 18 years, I've gotten thousands and thousands of questions. And the only ones that stand out uh, to me are, well, the only one issue that stands out, and that's uh, Atomic Body Man. And this is from an email, and I do hate mail, lack of mail on Fridays. And uh, this guy said his pastor's body was going to change into an atomic body. And I read it over the air, and I had a blast with it because it was just hilarious. But, um, you know, I just don't recall any specific questions. But the ones that do kind of stand out to me, I guess, if I were to say anything, is the kind of questions where I get to minister to somebody. Not just answer a question, but um, join them in their suffering um, and and try and help them and touch their their lives. Uh, that means a lot to me to be able to do that to kind of counsel. So those kinds of questions are the the issues are the things that mean the most to me uh, because I like to help people. But other than that, you know, I just don't know. I can't think of any uh, really stupendously bad questions, though they're out there. But most people who call uh, and, and uh, get on the air with me, they're pretty good. And uh, they ask good questions, and there are antagonists, people who don't agree with me, and they ask good good questions. So for the most part, it's been pretty good. So I'm not sure how to answer other than that. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to Noel from Virginia. Noel, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Hi. Um. So my question today was: we we all tend to assume that when a small child or a baby dies that they automatically go to heaven but knowing what we know about predestination and election what would be a biblical standpoint for what we all assume uh, I don't know of anything in the scripture that says babies go to heaven or does, do not go to heaven it's not addressed the closest that is there is when David loses his son due to his own adultery and he says I know I will see him in the resurrection and so the implication there is that the the baby was uh, within the redeemed camp because David certainly was now the question then becomes is that only related to the covenant people of Israel and that's just a question that needs to be asked and we can't answer it so uh, Jesus does say in the New Testament, of course, he says, you know, suffer not the children to come to me. In other words, don't hinder them. The kingdom of heaven is such as these. So uh, though I don't know the, the correct answer, uh, I, I suspect that all babies who die go to heaven. That's what I suspect is the case. Okay? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, based off of God's um, attributes in his character, one would be quick to assume such um, things. But I just, you know, I was kind of wrestling with that question the other day just because of, like, predestination and election. Yeah. But also a baby 
Well, there's a yes and a no to that, uh, because everyone everywhere is obligated to uh, serve God. So even a baby is to do that. That's one point worth making. Another point is that we are by nature children of wrath, Ephesians 2, 1, uh, or 2, 3. And another point is in Romans five nineteen, uh, through the transgression of Adam, the many were made sinners. And that's talking about all people. So... Um, even the the children are born in sin all right so th- these are just the theological necessities that we have to include in the discussion but th- even then i can't tell you what the case is because the bible doesn't tell us okay i just don't know hey well uh, i appreciate your perspective and it's not too far off along the lines of what i've been told and also studied for myself so I just wanted to okay. see if you had any extra input on that, but I greatly appreciate input. Sure. Well, you're welcome, and uh, I wish I had a better answer, but that's the best one I have. All right? Okay. Well, thank you, and you have a blessed evening. Okay. You too. God bless. All right. Oh, look at this. We got four open lines, 877 Carl from North Carolina. Carl, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, sir? Doing all right. Hanging in there, man. Good. Sure great. Man. Great. I don't, like like the last other caller said, I don't get a chance to listen to your broadcast that often, but when I do, mm-hmm. you, you come across as very, very solid. So I really, really appreciate that as well. Praise God. Um, my question was in regards to... to um, free will. I heard you talking to the, one of the callers about free will mm-hmm. and how all of that works together with the sovereignty of God. And as I understand it, um, free w- man's free will, like you were saying a, a few moments ago, that we're enslaved to sin. Yes. That as far as man's will can go is that it's in bondage to sin. Right. The only freedom that it has is this is freedom to sin, not to receive or choose Christ. Right, Were the we unbeliever. On the same page with that. Yes, that's re- in reference in reference to the unbeliever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. In reference to the unbeliever, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, man's freedom is only limited to his nature. Right. Just like a lion, lion. It's not going to eat oats because that's not in his nature to eat oats. He's going right. to only eat meat. And man's will is not to choose anything holy because man by nature is not holy. And so yeah. when God grants a man, like in John one eleven or one twelve, uh, the ability to receive his son, that's the work of, of God alone. I believe you believe in monergistic regeneration. Whoa. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, monergistic soteriology. Regeneration is, of course, monergistic also, but it's the act of God. But uh, monergistic soteriology is what you're talking about. Yes. Good. Yeah. So so that's where I'm at with that. Um, and I felt like the, the caller, she was a little bit confused about it, a little bit, even though she wasn't convinced based on what you were saying. But uh, as you were pointing out, salvation is 
is a monogistic work of God alone. And uh, and our, our sanctification is synergistic, as you, rem- as you already know, where we right. work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Very good. So I just wanted to throw that out there and see what, where you stood with that and how you stood. Yes, you're using the terms properly. I appreciate that. And um, soteriologically, uh, it's monergistic. Monergistic, for the folks who don't know, means God alone. Mono, one. Monergistic. And uh, synergistic means that we cooperate with God and we work salvation through our efforts and our will. The synergistic uh, soteriology uh, is... uh, in um, Islam, Roman Catholicism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian mm-hmm. Science, Unity, Bible. Exactly. And so only in Christian theology is, is soteriology monergistic, where God is the author, perfecter of our salvation, the grantor of our faith and repentance, by which all of it comes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So good all for right. you. Oh, yeah. Thank like you, sir. Yeah. Very appreciate your comments there. I appreciate your, your ministry that you have going there. I've, I've heard you a few times, and every time that I've heard you, uh, you you very solid in your response to your callers and Good. and you had me laughing the other week when I heard you laughing at your critics <laughs> and uh, that was pretty funny but that's how you approach your critics you know what I mean well and, it's not laughing uh, at them in mockery it, it's yeah it's not a mockery it is laughing because I think their criticisms are often very funny and it's not a mocking yeah uh, but I I just have a condition I guess where I enjoy the insults and the condemnation and I get a kick out of it and that's all it is okay so there we are Carl God bless buddy All right. God bless you too okay hey folks we have wide open lines five open lines if you want to give me a call 877-207-2276 give me a call be right back Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Right, welcome back to the show. We have four open lines, 877-207-2276. Hey, I just want to give you a reminder. Would you please consider supporting us? Uh, we do need your support. And um, without it, let me just say, without it, we can't keep ourselves on the air and, uh, and do what we need to do. This ministry reaches out to millions of people yearly. We get about uh, 30,000 page views a day on the website at 152 million visitors. We've got uh, sites in Spanish, in Portuguese, and many articles translated into other languages. We ask $5 a month. It's not that much. All you have to do is go to carm.org, C-A-R-M.org forward slash donate. And everything you need is right there. Uh, or in the top left-hand uh, page of the navigation is the... Uh, the donate uh, option as well. We don't use PayPal, and the reason we don't use PayPal is because they have threatened conservatives that uh, if you were to spread disinformation, which they don't define what that is, but just disinformation, then they can fine uh, fine you up to $2,500 take it out of your bank account. So we said, we're done. We are done with them, and we have moved along. We've got a new system, a new thing. It's everything's in place. And if you would be so kind as to consider that, just go to karm.org forward slash donate or go to the karm.org website. And look at the navigation menu on the left. It's in red, the word donate. Would appreciate it. $5 a month would help us a great deal. Let's get to Bonnie from North Carolina. Bonnie, welcome. You're on the air. 
comment uh, for the lady who asked um, if you believe that children who die go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And in that reference that you gave, in I think it's in Matthew, where the Lord um, mentioned the little children, he makes reference to their angels in heaven. Mm-hmm. And, if, and what is an angel? It's a ministering spirit for the heirs of salvation. So to me, that indicates that they have angels in heaven, and so they would go to heaven. That's one of the arguments. Yep. Uh, I think there's good evidence. I, well, I put it this way. I would think, well, I can't say there's, it's what's is more or less. Or, I mean, you know what? I could argue both sides. <laughs> just put it that way. I could theologically argue both sides. And I just leave it up to God, of course, because he doesn't reveal it to us. And if any babies do go to hell, then that's the right thing. And if they all go to heaven, that's the right thing. And God will always do whatever the right thing is. But he just doesn't tell us. Right. So that's it. It's as simple as that. And yeah. a lot of people don't, and some people do know, but a lot of people don't know that uh, I, my wife and I lost um, our son, Jacob, shortly after he was born. And I believe that I will see him uh, in, in heaven. I, I believe I'll be with him. So, you know? Okay. Yes. Psalm 139, it says, you know, in the womb, all my members are in, are in your book. My That's mind. right. That's right. Um, the psalmist so says, I just that's right. They're all, they're all covered. Have you ever and hopefully, considered that? I know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That's all right. Um, I don't uh, believe in limited atonement because it, I feel like it's not consistent with God's nature. But I mean, I understand all the verses about um, predestination, but then you also have the verses that say that He's not willing that any should perish. He would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. In John three sixteen. Let's just say there's different arguments about what that book is and uh, what it means to be blotted out. It says he won't be blotted out doesn't necessitate that you can be. Uh, and, and it depends on the there's the tree of uh, the book of the tree of life, the book of life. Uh, so there's different um, there's different uh, aspects. Let's just say, okay. So it, you know it's a deep discussion, and I love having that discussion with people when they disagree, and I show them things in scripture and go through the logic and. And uh, and stuff like that, but you know, I just I hope I that I just say I hope that all babies go to heaven. Uh, I would love that that be the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And, and, ch- and children who are mentally incapable of making that decision. Yeah, I, I think the, that it's, it's God's nature that he, that they would be. Well. Um, I always like to submit my understanding of God's nature to what the scripture says. And when people talk to me, well, God would never do that because it's not his nature, I say be careful. But uh, the Bible does not speak about the mentally challenged either. And so uh, I just say, well, he doesn't tell us. And whatever happens is the right thing. Okay? Okay. And I have one more argument uh, about the atonement. Um, Mm -hmm. When the unsaved dead stand before God, at the great white throne judgment mm-hmm. if they didn't have a choice why do they have to stand before him because they say well I never had a chance anyway um, I mean how would he judge them if there's no yardstick necessarily who said they don't have a choice where's that well I'm sorry I mean it says he opens the book 
and the book where the book of life where their name might have been. I mean, that's the way I look at that scripture. Uh, uh, I, I'm not following you. Uh, you're, you're jumping around a little bit, this and that, and different topics. So I'm not sure how you're relating them. Okay, so I'm not not sure at this point. So, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Not just to right. like, you know, that there's judgment, um, degrees of punishment. Yes, um, there are. Just like there are mm-hmm. the rewards for the, the saved and degrees of punishment for the unsaved. Yes. But so this the unsaved, they stand at the great white throne judgment. Um, I just feel like that's where they realize the things that they've done and they should have done differently. They had the yes. opportunity to be saved, but they didn't take advantage of it. That's right. They they did not. Uh, people reject Christ of their own free will. The gospel is offered. They freely reject it. And that's the case with a lot of people. And uh, I just pray that God uh, opens their hearts and minds. That's what I pray. I, get, I would assume you'd pray the same thing. Right? Yeah, definitely. But but I was thinking that you thought that there are certain people who don't have that opportunity. They cannot be saved because they weren't chosen. Oh, no, no, no. When people uh, mention that, I get that a lot. Uh, I mean, with respect, I say, well, no, that's not our position, and you've not understood it. Uh, but we, it's not an issue of they have the opportunity. All people are condemned in in Adam, and that's Romans five eighteen and nineteen, First Corinthians fifteen right. twenty two. So all people deserve hell. Period. That's just how it is. And so the freedom to choose is an interesting issue because the Bible says the unbeliever is a slave of sin, a hater of God, doesn't do any good, his heart's full of wickedness, doesn't understand spiritual things, doesn't seek for God. So then we have to ask questions. Well, then how does he get saved? Well, the only way he can be saved is if God grants him repentance, Second Timothy 2.25, grants that he believe, Philippians 1.29, uh, believe in Christ, John 6.29, grants that he comes to Christ, John 6.65, things like that. And so God grants it to whom he will. But we don't know what the criteria is of those people we call the whom he will. See, I can pray and ask God to save so-and-so. And because I'm free in Christ and God hears the prayers and those prayers have been ordained within God's will from all eternity and so my prayers which are free influence God because the Bible says James 5 that says you know the prayers of a righteous man avail much with God and so they, they right. uh, avail with God so I don't know how it all works but I just trust that God has it figured out I'm free to pray and, and ask him to save more people like I do every day I pray for uh, my daughters two wayward daughters I pray for their salvation and I pray for my uh, opponent uh, in my debate next week I pray for him uh, for salvation you know so okay. that's what we do, that's what uh, we do. one more one more point sure, sure uh, no problem I just thought no. about um, mm-hmm. when Jesus is praying his prayer he tells the father he said I've lost none that you've given me mm-hmm. save the son of perdition mm-hmm. so God gave Jesus Judas but Judas did not choose to follow Jesus. Yeah, he was never saved to begin with. Right. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. the Father gave him Judas. Yeah, but not in a sa- saving sense, because the, Jesus says in John 6, uh, 37 through 40, he goes on from there, and that pericope says, this is the will of the Father, uh, that all that he has given him, that Christ lose none. 
So that uh, will, the Father, let Jesus not lose any. So when Jesus is talking about Judas being lost, it was never the case that Judas was saved. Because when Jesus in John 6 is talking about the will of the Father, it's, uh, it's uh, in concert with all who would believe would have eternal life. So the true believers can't be lost. But Judas was never a true believer in Christ. Okay? True. But the Lord Jesus chose him, but Judas did not choose the Lord. What? Did I say that again? <laughs> I said, uh, the Lord Jesus chose to have Judas as part of his intimate group, yes. but Judas did not choose to respond to that. No, he did respond to it. He responded and was in the group with Christ. But he was. Yeah. He just was never a true believer. Yeah, That's yes, right. he was. And, and you know, John six sixty four 64 uh, says, uh, Some of you do not believe, he says. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. So he's talking about the unbelievers there and as well as what would betray him. And so that's Judas specifically. So he's an unbeliever. He never truly trusted in Christ and believed and accepted everything about him. But he worked with them and saw what, what uh, Jesus did and bought him miraculous things and still denied him. And yet Jesus knew this and specifically chose him to be in the inner circle. Probably so he could right. be betrayed. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we're sort of on the same page in some things. Yes, sort of. We'll get there, you know. Just, uh, just, just little here, little there. Take a look. Take a look at Mark, Mark four ten through twelve, and think about that. And then okay. give me a call tomorrow or Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. I'll be on tomorrow. Friday won't be on because Luke's going to do the show. I'm going to do an ambient set TV thing, and so you could, uh, call back tomorrow if you want. And Mark four ten through twelve. Take a look at it. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Have a good evening. You too. God bless. All right. Nobody waiting right now. Hey, I just want to give you a reminder. Would you please consider supporting us? We don't ask very much. Five dollars. And if a thousand people would do five dollars, that's five thousand a month. That's what we need in this ministry. It doesn't come to me personally. It goes to the ministry. And the ministry then pays salaries. It's a 501c3 organization. There's supported directors. It's a, it's a whole thing. And so what we do need is that support. And let's just say that uh, as the economy falters because of the leftist wacko morons who are doing what they're doing with the government overspending, uh, destroying our gas uh, independence on um, in our country, uh, opening the borders up for everybody, defunding the police, you know, just the basics that are uh, designed, obviously, to destroy this country. Um, then because of that, well, uh, the economy is faltering and people are, are, are having trouble. But if it's not too much to ask uh, within that trouble, would you consider $5 a month? And all you got to do is go to CARM.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, and forward slash donate. And just so you know, it's, we don't have a lot. Uh, it's not like we're buying jet rides and first class this and that. That's not how it is here. And I don't want to get too many details, but let's just say uh, we definitely have a need, and uh, it's in order to supply uh, you know, the, the needs of the people who we have as missionaries in, uh, in South America and Africa and uh, uh, Turkey and also uh, elsewhere. Anyway, there you go. Carm.org forward slash donate $5 a month would be great. Hey, may the Lord bless you and by His grace. We're back on here tomorrow and we'll talk to you then. Have a great evening, everybody. God bless.
another program powered by the Truth Network.